Hello, and welcome to Ranks for Everything, episode number 13. I am joined by a very, very special guest, probably the most special guest I've had so far. It's me. Yep, I have no guests this episode because I am doing a special episode. It's going to be a top 10 and two top fives, and it's going to be talking about my recent Disney trip, which I did during the COVID-19 pandemic. And you're going to hear about some things I liked and some things I didn't like. And one of my lists is going to be the top five things I liked about Disney during the pandemic, the top five things I didn't like about Disney during the pandemic, and the top five, top ten meals, which you'll get to go here in detail. So I had a very tough year this last year and a half or so. I know we all had tough years, but I had a series of incidents that occurred that some of you may or may not know that were pretty difficult to deal with, even for like normal people and stuff that kind of like different bad things happen all at once. So this trip was really good for me. And since I've gone, I feel a lot happier. I feel a lot more at peace. And I think it was something I needed mentally. So I'm very glad I went. I felt safe. Disney did a good job of protecting the guests. Yes, there were people wearing their masks under their nose, under their chin, just like here in New York. But Disney did the best they could. They had plexiglass separating you on different things. There was hand sanitizer everywhere. And they had a mask mandate, which was basically you had to wear a mask the entire time. And ironically, the day after I left, they changed their policy and you didn't have to wear a mask outdoors anymore, which I would have enjoyed because you're not really around people too much outdoors. And when you are, you're just walking past them briefly. So that would have been nice. But I had a good time. And there are some changes at Disney, which you'll find out about in my list. And I'm just going to dive right in. I was supposed to, just to give you a little background in case you don't know, I went to Disney World about three times a year. I'm an annual pass holder. I try to make the most of my annual pass by going about three times in a calendar year. And I went from going a lot to not going for about a year and a half, which was not easy for me. And, you know, it did feel like home, going back home. And while I've obviously seen most things at Disney, it's just nice to have this reassurance. Last year, I turned 40. I was supposed to have a big trip. And I wanted to go to Europe. I was going to go to Disneyland Paris as part of my trip. But COVID ruined that. So this was nice. I also had to postpone two regular Disney trips. I booked a trip. I went in January. I booked a trip for April. The parks closed in March. I had to rebook it again in June. And again, got canceled because of the pandemic. So a little sad that I had two trips canceled. And once I got vaccinated, I felt the confidence I needed to book a trip. I flew which was a little nerve-wracking because they were not separating people on the planes. And I survived. I feel okay. I'm glad I went. I really have no regrets. And if you're a Disney fan and you're on the fence about it, you know, Disney's doing the best they can to protect you. If you're vaccinated, go. If you're not vaccinated, that's on you. And, you know, do it at your own risk. But that's completely up to you whether you feel comfortable or not. So that being said... I'm going to dive into my first list. Let's start off being negative. My top five things I did not like about Walt Disney World during the COVID-19 pandemic. So I want to preface this by saying that there are some items on this list that you may not agree with. In fact, there are things that I liked about the COVID-19 pandemic Disney World that you may have on your own list saying things you didn't like. And you'll find out what I mean when I get to that list. But for now... Let's dive in to number five. Number five is no more resort item delivery. 
So you might be saying, what does that mean? When you go to a store in Disney and you purchase your items, you have to carry them around with you the entire day. Sometimes that's not a big deal, especially if you carry around a bag. And I want to say that Disney has done an excellent job of changing their bag system. They used to be you had to bring a bag in, you had to have it searched, and you'd wait in a very long line to do so. Strollers, etc. I love not having to be searched. You basically walk through a metal detector and anything in your bag, for the most part, doesn't set it off. I, hadn't, I didn't set me off once. I went through them all without having any problems. So that was very nice. So I could bring a bag, but in the past, I would purposely not bring a bag because I wanted to get into the park as soon as possible. I don't like standing around waiting in another line because you got to wait in line to, you know, to, uh, what's it called, um, do the tickets. So I went to a store, and when you go to a store and you purchase something, you have the option of doing um, resort item delivery. What that means is you buy something and you tell them, I want this delivered to my resort. If you're staying on property, if you're not staying on property, you're out of luck. So you tell them your resort. You tell them your room number, you give them your address, your name, and they take the item and they deliver it to your hotel. And the next day you can pick it up. It has to be the next day. So if you're leaving on a Thursday, on a Friday, and you buy it on a Thursday, you shouldn't do that. But if it's in the middle of your trip, at the beginning of your trip, you can buy something, have it sent to your resort, and the next day you go to your hotel gift shop, go to the counter, show your ID, and they'll give you your items you purchased. You can bring them right back to your room. Don't have to lug them around. I love that feature. So I found out the hard way this trip. I went to Magic Kingdom. I went to one of these stores, and I was going to buy a t-shirt and a mask, and I said, can I have this delivered to my resort? Oh, I'm so sorry. We don't do that anymore. So, sad face, and I ended up not buying them, but maybe it's for the best, because who knows how much longer I would be wearing masks for. So, that was my number five, and these are in order from things that bothered me the least to things that bothered me the most. So, keep that in mind. So, my fourth most thing I didn't like during the pandemic at Disney World was no pre-shows. So... The pre-shows for me are hit or miss. I do enjoy them. There's something very, very sad I found about going on the Haunted Mansion and not going into the stretching room. Well, okay, you go into the stretching room and you don't actually see them stretch. You walk through it and you hear, like, the ghost host in the beginning and you don't stop in that room. You walk through the stretching room as part of the queue. It just lost a little bit of its magic. I mean, I still got to go on the ride. And I also felt a little bit sad about stuff like um, the new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway ride because there is a pre-show which I never even saw and I won't be able to see because at least until the pandemic's over and until they open the pre-shows again. Same thing with Dinosaur. The pre-show, as cheesy as it was, it was just part of it and you just walk right through. So I missed the pre-shows and I'm a little sad. I didn't get to go on Tower of Terror but I know that that one's not around either so this is something that I definitely missed. Number three, no luggage delivery via Magical Express. Uh, If you're a Disney fan, you're listening to this. Magical Express is going away at the end of 2021. So it's a limited time offer, but this is something that I always took advantage of. And I know a lot of people are uncomfortable with this, and I've had issues with it as well. What they do is you get luggage tags, and they come in the mail. You attach them to your luggage. You go to your local airport. You check your bag in at the at the um, you know the gate when you check not at the gate at the uh, counter where you check in your for your tickets. They take your bag, they put it on the plane. You don't see your bag again until that night. Disney picks up your bag at the Orlando airport and they bring it directly to your room. So if you have stuff you need, I would suggest putting it in your backpack or your carry-on, although this is not a service that's available anymore, so I don't really need to be giving you advice about this. But I just did. So uh, this is something that I enjoy doing because I don't like having to schlep a bag around and I like the fact that it was just something I had to deal with. 
So now if you bring a bag, you have to check it in at the airport and you have to pick it up at the baggage claim and then schlep it onto the bus and then bring it to your hotel. This trip, I bought a carry-on bag. It was a roller suitcase, relatively small. I usually bring a giant, massive suitcase because I ended up buying a lot of souvenirs. This time I was limited to a small bag, which was made a little more challenging. The other thing I like about the luggage delivery is that they have airport check-in. So when you're at your hotel, you can actually check in for your flight at the hotel, although you can do it on your phone as well. And they take your bag and they bring it to the airport for you and you don't have to see your bag again until you land. So I love that. I found that to be very convenient. On the delivery side, in terms of getting there, I have had some issues where my bag was not delivered. I started to get a little panicky. I'm like, where's my bag? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, it's on its way. And it wouldn't come till like 8.30 at night. I'm like, I just want to brush my teeth and go to bed. So that part was a little bit annoying. But I would say I've been doing it for about 10 years now. I haven't had a lot of problems. And I found it to be a little bit of a time saver. And I'm the kind of person where when I, when I land, I like to go. I don't like to have to go back to my hotel. I did that this time. And I usually take early flights, so my room is never ready. So I end up having to go to my hotel, dropping my bag off at the, uh, my, my carry-on bag at the, be- the Bell Services and then going on a bus to a park, as opposed to before where I would just go straight to a park with my carry-on bag because I don't put that much in there, or straight to Disney Springs. All right, number two, this one hurt. This one hurt me a lot. I like food, as you'll find out from my other list. And there are no buffets at Disney World right now, and it kills me. My favorite restaurant is Boma. It's an African buffet at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. I've been there, I would say, probably 20 to 25 times. I love it. Excellent food, delicious desserts, always a pleasure to go to. I love that hotel. I, love, I never stay there. I'd love to stay there sometime, but it's just cool to walk around in Boma. And there's no buffets, and I can see why. Some of the buffets are reopening, but they're not as buffets. They're more like family style. So that's kind of like a hybrid, which is cool because you don't have to have touch the serving spoons. But I love buffets because I love variety. I like going to restaurants and not having to limit myself to one meal, especially if you order a bad meal. More on that later. And you're stuck with it. But you go to a buffet, you try something, you don't like it. All right, getting something else. That's kind of why I loved when I used to, when I used to go to Vegas. I used to love their buffets. So number two, no buffets. And my number one thing I liked least about Disney during the pandemic, and this is a major one, is no fast passes. So there are no fast passes. For those of you who are uneducated about Disney, a fast pass is something you do, it's free. You make it online and you basically choose different rides you want to go on and they give you a time. And it's a good way to organize your day and you say, okay, I have Pirates at 3 o'clock, I have Splash Man at 5, etc., etc. So they don't have this now during the pandemic. Um, not 100% sure why. Probably has something to do with social distancing because those lines are usually pretty short. So every single ride is a standby line. Luckily, the parks are not at capacity, but I just kind of like being able to go on a ride knowing that I was able to get onto it without having to say, okay, Splash Mountain is 55 minutes. I have to wait if I want to get on it. As opposed to before where I'd have a fast pass for like 9.05 a.m. I'd go over there, I'd be on the ride within five minutes, and it was just like, it was nice to plan my day around that. I kind of liked having the plans. It was a good benchmark of what I can do, what I couldn't do. It'd be like, oh, I have an hour to my fast pass. I can go on this and this. As opposed to now, we walk around, you see something's too crowded, you go back. Luckily, the crowds were not that bad on this trip, but I missed my fast passes. It was kind of part of the fun of planning a Disney vacation, and it felt a little empty without them, so I missed them. 
So that is my negative list. I don't think I was that negative. I think I gave some good reasons, but you'll have to tell me when you listen to this episode if you agree or disagree with any of my points. So let's do the five things I liked about Disney during the pandemic. And the first two are going to be very surprising because people like these things. I don't. The number five thing I liked the most about during the pandemic was that there were no nighttime shows. I know people love their fireworks. Um, I like the fireworks from a distance. I have PTSD from when I was younger and from when I was in my early 20s of going to Disney. And, like, I like the actual fireworks show. I like the music more than the actual fireworks. I think they have some fantastic soundtracks. But leaving, massive crowds, massive lines for the buses, a beeline for the exit, strollers as weapons. That's all I have to say. So I don't miss that. But... I have to say also that I was not in the park for that long this trip. I don't think I was ever there at night, which is a little sad because I kind of liked seeing Disney at night. I think I have to make a point of trying that next trip. I'm lame. I go to bed early. Yeah, that's what happens when you get old. All right. (laughs) My number four is also something that people love that I actually hate. So I was thrilled not to have any parades. I am not a parade person. And I can't tell you how many times I've been trapped behind a parade like, I remember getting off of Splash Mountain, and there was the parade in Frontierland. I basically had to stand there and involuntarily watch it because I couldn't get past it because I had to wait till the parade moved. So, I don't love the parades. They're cute. They make nice pictures, but I never really got anything out of them. It's just not my thing. So, don't miss that. And I also have to say, this is another thing that I, I didn't care There were no shows, like regular theater shows. I didn't miss those either, but that's not on my list. Number three, less crowded tables. So this is something I really liked about Disney during the pandemic. There were no, like when you go to a restaurant, sometimes you're sitting next to people, like, and you're next to them. Like, I'm eating by myself, and there's a table right next to me, and they're right next to me, like, on top of me. And with these socially distanced tables, it was great. There was no one that close to me. You don't have to hear people, the people's conversations. And I've had great conversations with random strangers. I actually had a really good conversation, I think, at Boma with a couple. And we had a nice chat. But it's also nice having some privacy. And especially during the pandemic when I'm a little squeamish. I was squeamish about eating in restaurants. This made me feel comfortable. So I liked having these tables that weren't on top of each other. This is not something that's going to last. I know it's not going to last, but I enjoyed it. Number two, another thing that's not going to last. And in fact, I think it may have changed since I got back. Is... The buses were empty. Well, empty-ish. So, if you've ever been to Disney World, they pack the buses like sardines. You go on the bus, and you're lucky if you get a seat. And if you don't get a seat, you're standing. And they cram as many people as possible. It's very tight. I've had uncomfortable trips where I'm stuck between someone's armpit and someone's, like, back. And just very uncomfortable. I remember there was one trip, I was standing there, I couldn't get a seat, and this guy's backpack kept bouncing against my face. Not fun. So now during the pandemic, you go on the bus, they say, how many in your party? They tell you, sit down at this number. You sit down at a number, and you have a little section all to yourself. You don't have to sit next to a stranger. You don't have to have a crying baby next to you. You don't have to have a person who's coughing on you. It's very nice having the space. The personal space is wonderful. And that kind of segues into my number one people kept their distance socially distanced lines was amazing although i did yell at two people while i was on my trip because they were right on my back and they should not have been there's very clear lines saying please wait here people did not listen to that and i said something to them and they were respectful after i said something but it's nice not having people breathing down your neck having people bumping into you 
having kids running around. The parents were, were pretty much keeping their kids in line. It was pleasant, and that's something I'm going to miss. I'm not sure. I, th- I have a feeling that none of these things are going to be sticking around, but these are things that really that I enjoyed during the pandemic that made the trip more pleasurable than a normal trip. So it's pretty surprising. I just pause for a drink of water. So I'm about 16 minutes into this episode and I still have my top 10 of my food, but I enjoy talking about this and I feel like this was something that it's cathartic to talk about a trip after you go on it. So I had 10 meals at Disney. I guess I could say I had 11. I'm not a breakfast person, but I do like a nice early lunch, as my coworkers can attest to. But I had breakfast one day, so we'll say my breakfast was an honorable mention, and that was a chocolate chip muffin from my hotel um, restaurant. It was chocolatey, nothing spectacular. If you are hungry before you eat, before you listen to this podcast, you'll get more hungry. And if you're not hungry, perhaps you will get even hungrier. So... That didn't make any sense. <laughs> so, let's break it down. This is from my 10th least favorite meal to my best meal. So, this is not like a typical top 10 list where usually I have trouble picking. There's only 10 options to choose from. So, these really are from worst to best. My worst meal was one that I was probably looking forward to the most, which is a little bit disappointing, and that was Chef Stefan's in Epcot. This is a restaurant that I've been to many times. I used to enjoy their three-course meal. They had amazing lobster bisque. However, lobster bisque is not on the menu anymore. They replaced it with French onion. And for those of you who know me well, you know how I feel about onions. Yes, they're not, I'm not a fan. So I did not have the three-course meal because you had to choose between an appetizer and the other appetizers I didn't care for either. So I'm a picky eater, and I don't eat beef. So there was only four choices on the menu, and two of them were beef. One of them was, it sounded like, it was like a very bland-sounding salad, so that wasn't appealing. So I chose the salmon. It was salmon in a cream sauce with peas and um, rice. Sounds good on paper. So I sat down, and this was a nerve-wracking meal for me because it was my first meal in a restaurant since I got, you know, since the pandemic. I haven't eaten in a restaurant since March of 2020. Yeah, yeah, I know. A lot of you have. Some of you haven't. But... I was nervous because of COVID, and I've eaten outside, but I haven't eaten actually eaten inside. So this was a big deal for me, and unfortunately, my first meal was not a good meal. So the salmon, if you like salmon, there's different ways to cook it. I'm not a sushi person. I like my salmon rather overdone than underdone, and this salmon was almost like to the point where it was like translucent, kind of slimy. Someone said you should have sent it back. I didn't really feel comfortable doing that, but... The strange thing is that, and this is kind of how Disney is, their food's kind of pre-prepped. So you order the salmon, and then the waiter's like, I'm going to bring you some bread. So the salmon came before the bread, which was surprising. And the bread was delicious. It was a nice, crusty French baguette, but the salmon was just not great. The rice was al dente. The peas were okay. Just not a great meal. I I left over some salmon. I wasn't super impressed by that. So... It was probably my least favorite meal out of all the meals I had. And it was also one of the more expensive ones, so not good. Uh, for dessert, I had a s'mores brownie, which wasn't great either. I'm not going to be really reading my desserts unless they were directly in correlation with my meal. Uh, but let's just talk about the main courses. We'll skip desserts for now. Number nine is Cafe Rick's at my hotel, the Coronado Cafe Rick's at my hotel at the Coronado Springs. And think about... TGI Fridays, but at Disney. That's probably the best way to describe this place. And 
it's very generic kind of bar food. It's a sports bar, so that kind of should give you an idea of what kind of place it is. And the menu is pretty uh, advanced compared to the other places that I, well, at least the French place. There was a lot more choices, but I chose to have the Nashville hot chicken and mac and cheese. And unfortunately, earlier in my trip, which you'll find out later in my trip, I had later in my uh, list, rather, I found that I had the exact same meal, literally the exact same meal, but that was much better. So I had to do a juxtaposition, and unfortunately, this one lost. It was like a fried chicken sandwich. And just so you know, when I'm on vacation, I don't eat healthy. When I'm home, I try to eat a little healthier, and I just kind of go all out on vacation. Don't judge. Anyway, so uh, it was fried chicken sandwich with hot sauce. It's supposed to come with pickles, and I do not like pickles on my sandwiches. I'm not a huge pickle person, and it's also supposed to come with blue cheese slaw and pepper jack cheese. I changed the type of cheese to Swiss, and the mac and cheese was like a white cheddar mac and cheese, but it was very watery. So not a great meal. It wasn't like, this is disgusting, but it was not worth the $18 I paid. So let's put it that way. Uh, So that brings me to number eight. Number eight was at the Magic Kingdom Tomorrowland Terrace. Tomorrowland Terrace is an elusive restaurant at the Magic Kingdom, which is never, never open during normal times. But during COVID times, it is open because it serves food from the Columbia Harbor House, which is in Liberty Square. And that restaurant is closed right now because it's currently serving as part of the queue for Peter Pan's flight. And Columbia Harbor House is mostly seafood. It's kind of like a Long John Silver's of Magic Kingdom. Fish, fried fish. They used to have like a hummus sandwich. It was kind of like, quote unquote, healthier food. Although it's not really healthier. So I ordered a fried shrimp and chicken fingers basket. And it was expensive. I also ordered a Minnie Mouse chocolate lava cookie so it came with about three fried shrimp three pieces of chicken very small pieces of chicken they're almost like chicken balls um and it came with hush puppies the hush puppies were good the chicken was small but good the honey mustard was not great it was like heinz honey mustard um the fried shrimp was so so the cookie was delicious so good meal not great but it was counter service and i did it with the mobile ordering they have now where you can order all the stuff via the disney app you pay for it online, and it is easy to do. And you're supposed to come there and say, I'm ready for my food. And then they say they're preparing it. And usually it takes like between five and seven minutes. This time it took like 20 minutes. I don't know what was going on. So I found that to be a little strange. Uh, my number seven is a very strange one. You're probably going to laugh at this, but it is a burrito from Chipotle at the airport. So my last, and I'm counting all 10 meals I had this trip, including this kind of meal. So... I went to the airport, I had a pretty big lunch, but I wanted to eat something because I knew I wasn't going to be home till late. And the security line was a breeze at the Orlando airport. However, the food line was not a breeze. The food line was really long. So I ended up having to wait a while. And I usually go to Jersey Mike's subs, but unfortunately, there was a very long line. So I went to Chipotle and I had a chicken black bean uh, with a, uh, I think, brown rice burrito. And it came, uh, I had sour cream and cheese, just Nothing special, but nothing bad. Just a typical delicious burrito. And it was relatively affordable compared to some of my other food. So that's my number seven. And that kind of says something for my three lower ones because I'm rating a national chain better than these three Disney dishes. But the rest of these are all Disney, I promise. So number six is the Satuli Canteen, which is located in the Pandora section of the Animal Kingdom. 
I like this restaurant. It's probably not healthy, but it tastes healthy. So I got a chicken bowl, which is basically rice. It comes with a little bit of a slaw, and it comes with these little yogurt-like boba balls and some grilled chicken with a creamy herb dressing. And it's pretty delicious, I have to say. I've had it multiple times, but I always enjoy it. The restaurant's really cool-looking. And I had a blueberry mousse with it. Again, I'm not supposed to be talking about dessert, but I'm mentioning it because it was good. And this is a go-to for me at Animal Kingdom. I'm not a huge fan of their food, but if I do eat there, which is not often, I like Satuli a lot. So highly recommend Satuli. My number five is a restaurant that has a bad rap. And they change their menu quite frequently. And this was something that I enjoyed for the most part. And that is the ABC Commissary at Hollywood Studios. It's a counter-service restaurant, and they've had a rep for being really not great food, but I've heard good things about this. I had a buffalo chicken grilled cheese, which was like a grilled cheese with very, very thin slices of chicken, and it had cream cheese and cheddar, and I forgot what other kind of cheese. It also came with a buffalo dipping sauce, which I used sparingly. And a choice of fries or a salad. I chose the salad. got to pretend I'm eating healthy, right? And... I also had a giant, massive red velvet whoopie pie, which was actually bigger than my grilled cheese. So, And I ate most of it, and I felt great about it, too. So that was a good meal. I enjoyed it. It wasn't my favorite, but it was good, a good middle ground. So number four is the Polite Pig at Disney Springs. I've been here probably about five times, and I had a fried chicken sandwich and mac and cheese. Sound familiar? It should. And this chicken sandwich was, I would say, at least double the size of the other one. It was also twice as messy. And it came with a slaw as well. Very, very, very runny barbecue sauce. But it was very tasty. And the mac and cheese was, like, twice as good as the other place. Nice barbecue place. Nice place to sit outside. Not the kind of place you want to eat if you're trying to make a good impression on someone because you're going to get barbecue sauce all over your face. But, hey, another plus of being the pandemic. You get messy face, put on your mask, no one sees. Okay. Number three is Tutto Italia at Epcot. I've eaten at most of the World Showcase restaurants, and this is one of the ones I've avoided because you can get Italian food very easily here in New York. It's pretty common. So I was like, why would I eat Italian food at Disney? But I wanted to try it because I've never had it before, and there's no good time like the present, right? So I was pleasantly surprised by this place. I ordered a ravioli. It came with mozzarella and ricotta. I'm trying to say it like an Italian person, even though I'm not Italian. And in a cream sauce with pesto and green beans on top. And when I ordered it, I initially said, are the green beans inside the ravioli? If so, ugh. And the guy was like, I didn't make that noise, though. And he was like, yes. I mean, they're not inside the ravioli. So they were like little pieces of green beans, but I didn't even notice them. And it was a tasty ravioli, and the portion size was not bad. I mean, it was expensive. I think it was like $26, but... You know, I've gone to Disney restaurants where the food's like $30 and you get like a tiny little piece of fish or something. So this was a good value. And it was tasty. Although, I have to say, the bread, not good. Not good bread. It was very airy and just... we. The, my friend I was with, he's like, do you have butter? And they gave him like butter in a packet. It's like, really? Uh, okay. I'm sounding like a snob. I'm sorry. All right. So that was my number three. Number two is a restaurant that I've been to one time before, and it's a restaurant that's known for its hijinks, but there was very little hijinks when I went there. This is the kind of place where like, the waiters like to act silly. And that is the Whispering Canyon over at the Wilderness Lodge. Now, 
The only silly hijink we had was my friend asked for a straw, and the waiter dumped about 30 straws onto our table, which was cute, but it wasn't that great. Uh, they have skillets, and my friend wanted to go here. I was like, I don't really want to go. Can we go somewhere else? Can we go to Grand Floridian Cafe? It's like, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm like, okay, fine. And I'm honestly glad that I did, because I had the land and sea skillet. It came with a piece of chicken on the bone, something I normally don't like, a piece of salmon, and it came with vegan sausage and some vegetables. Now, I did eat some of the vegetables. So yes, I had some green beans. I did eat some greens. But my friend's side came with buttered corn and mashed potatoes. And I'm like, those look so good. Can I get that? And the guy was like, sure. So the salmon was actually cooked to the way I liked it. It was kind of crispy. The chicken on the bone was delicious. And the vegan sausage was amazing. So amazing, I asked for seconds of it because this is the kind of place where you can have as much as you want. And... The potatoes were delicious. The corn was delicious. Honestly, it was one of my best meals. Obviously, I liked it enough because it was my number two. However, um, I left my debit card there, which was unfortunate. That has nothing to do with the quality of the food, but I was a little bit sad about that. I had to... My friend, Danny, uh, dropped me off at my hotel, and I got to the gift shop, and I went to buy, buy something, and I was like, oh, where's my debit card? And it wasn't in my wallet, so I had to take an Uber to the um, hotel I ate at and take an Uber back. And Disney, in case you don't know, doesn't have a good bus system for going from resort to resort. There is no bus system. So if I wanted to save money, I would have had to go to a bus on my resort to a park, from a park to the Wilderness Lodge, from the Wilderness Lodge back to a park, and then from a park back to my hotel. I could have done one of the routes and then Uber the other way, but I was like, at that point it was 8 o'clock, and I was like, it's almost my bedtime. So... I decided to take two Ubers, and I don't regret it. My number one meal, and unfortunately I had a little bit of a service issue here, but this place was scrumptious, and that is the Liberty Tree Tavern. So, funny little story. I had a reservation for 11.05. I am a punctual person, if you don't know me well. I like to be on time. I hate being late to things, and I went on the people mover, and I got stuck on the people mover between a family who kept taking off their masks and a baby who was crying. Yeah, talk about a nightmare. So... I'm looking at my watch. I'm getting nervous. It's like 11, 11.05, 11.10, 11.15. So the ride started moving again. I made a beeline for Liberty Tree. They were very nice about it. And what they have on the menu is pretty much, it's an all-you-care-to-eat pilgrim's feast. So if you like Thanksgiving, and this year I did not, I actually missed Thanksgiving, which is very sad. Uh, so this was a nice substitute. It comes with a declaration salad, which was basically like salad with vinaigrette. And it was pretty bland. I'm not going to lie. The salad was my least favorite part of this meal. I did eat like about three quarters of it. And then they gave you some bread. Again, not great bread. I don't know what it is about this trip. The best bread was probably the cornbread, which I didn't mention from West Spring Canyon. They did give you cornbread. But the entree was delicious. It was basically Thanksgiving on a plate. It was turkey, mashed potatoes, um, stuffing and mac and cheese and it was all you could eat but i don't know how anyone could eat more than one plate of this because it was very filling they gave me it also you can have pavos and pork i don't eat either of those things so i told them just leave it off because you're wasting you know i don't want you to put it on a plate if i'm not going to eat it so they didn't put it on the plate which was nice so i loved it and i usually don't like celery which is weird but the stuffing had celery in it i just kept eating it the stuffing was so delicious i just couldn't stop and my only complaint about the plate was the mashed potatoes had the green, had green beans and they were like in the mashed potatoes, which was kind of nasty. 
and I would have preferred them to be separated. I would have eaten them more, but it's like, I don't like mixing my food. I'm not one of those people. I like my food separate. Uh, the dessert is good. I'm not talking about desserts, but it's ooey gooey toffee cake, which is like the trademark. And my only complaint about that was that the vanilla ice cream was actually bigger than the piece of cake. It was a massive scoop of vanilla ice cream. Uh, but the food was just delicious. And it's expensive, but it really is very filling. And I think they purposely give you lots of carbs. So that was my meal at Liberty Tree. And I would go back there in a heartbeat. It's delicious food. So this was a good trip, good food. And I had a good time. I got to see some of my friends. And I hope you all listen to me ramble without a guest. And tune in next week. I will have an actual guest for another great episode of Ranks for Everything. Thank you for joining me.